0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Let's go. Alright guys, how we doing? It's Friday. It is snowing out here. Nothing new. This winter's been pretty bad. But anyway, last night the Nets got a really big victory over the Lakers. They were really beating them the whole entire game. They were up pretty much the entire game. And they didn't have KD playing last night. He was still out with an injury, but they got Kyrie back last night. He had 16 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. James Harden had 23 points, 3 for 7 from 3, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals. Joe Harris, 21 points. He was 6 for 7 from 3-point range last night. He's been really good this season for the Nets, and yep, he's been contributing all year and has been shooting lights out pretty much. So the Nets got a really big victory last night. It really proved that they can hang with the Lakers, and especially that could be a potential finals matchup, and it's one that I predicted at the beginning of the year. So... It's good to see that the Nets are moving in the right direction. And since James Harden is now the established point guard of the Nets and Kyrie Irving's moving to the shooting guard role on the team, they should be able to be moving the ball around much more effectively than they have earlier in the season because like, they were trying to get used to playing with each other and stuff like that. So it's good to see that they're starting to get back to a, a positive Note they're gonna get KD back hopefully next week. This weekend, hopefully. And the Nets are nineteen and twelve. They're playing really well right now, and doesn't really look like they're gonna be stopping anytime soon. They're only a game back at Philadelphia for the top spot in the Atlantic division. And then Boston's right behind them. And in the Eastern Conference right now, it goes the 76ers, the Nets, currently one game behind the 76ers. They're the top seed. And then Milwaukee is two games behind the Nets. The Pacers are right there. The Celtics are in fifth right now. The Raptors are in sixth. The Knicks have a playoff spot at the moment. They're in seventh. And it's pretty crazy because... In the Eastern Conference, it's only a five-and-a-half game difference between the first team and the Knicks. So between the 76ers and the Knicks, if the 76ers go on a little losing streak and the Knicks' start, win again, get back to a little winning streak, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, pretty good. And obviously the Utah Jazz are the top seeded team in the Western Conference. The Lakers are obviously right there, and then the Clippers right behind them. The Trailblazers and the Suns follow them. And the Warriors are in seventh, and the Nuggets in eighth. So this should be a pretty exciting Western Conference playoffs, regardless, because it seems like those are the teams that are going to be there. So, yeah. All right. So let's do a little recap of supreme week 1 unfortunately the site was horrible very laggy and obviously there were too many people using bots and stuff like that so like it didn't give a person like myself the opportunity to even have my screen really pop up like it wouldn't even like let me choose anything it wouldn't load properly and then It would just go back to the home screen, and it was glitchy. So the only thing that I was able to pick up yesterday from Supreme was the Prodigy t-shirt from Mob Deep. And I was, like, really pissed off at first because, like, it was nothing that I did wrong. It's their website. Their website is horrible. It's always trash. And it doesn't give people the opportunity to get what they want. And today was the Palace Stella Artois drop. And that stuff went very fast. No lie. I thought I would have like a minute to really uh look what I wanted. But I already kind of knew. I got the t-shirt that I wanted. And I wanted to get a hat. But those sold out very quickly as well. So if you ever look at Palace stuff... Um, It won't be there too long It's like Kith and Supreme too. Like when there's a hype item Or a collab It'll just go So I only picked up a t-shirt from the palace drop today Keeping it light this week And Yeah That was just a little recap Thought I'd let you know I didn't get the box logo Was kind of Disappointed I was very disappointed actually You're always disappointed when you can't get something that's a very hype item. And obviously, I wanted it. And usually, I have a pretty good success on stuff that I really put my mind to. So, I was kind of pissed off that the website didn't let me have success yesterday. So, that's that. Put that to rest. Won't get too angry over that anymore. It is what it is. It's just a sweatshirt at the end of the day. And it was a re released version of the cause box logo, anyway. So, hopefully, with the new direction of the VF court, maybe they'll get back to creating some cool color combinations with box logos and maybe give us a crew neck. We haven't seen a crew neck in a couple seasons, a couple years, actually. So, yeah, that's my two cents on this week. Kith released their spring collection today. And uh yeah, they just released a lot of basic essentials, sweatshirts, pants. Didn't go for anything. Saving my money. If you don't have to, don't cop. It saves you a lot of money <laughs> So I've been Trying to do a little bit better with Saving some money especially in times That we're living right now I'm Trying to go on vacation Like I said and uh, Just trying to save at the moment So that was on Streetwear So some new music That came out Trippie Red released A deluxe version of his album, Pegasus, last night. And it's called Neon Shark, first Pegasus. And it was produced by Travis Barker, Blink-182. So it gave it that punk rock vibe to it. And that's what Trippy was kind of going for with this. He was trying to break out of his comfort zone. And like Machine Gun Kelly, who is featured on this album... Twice. In a song called Pill Breaker featuring Black Bear as well. And the song Red Sky. So it's a thirteen song edition with Travis Barker to his album. And honestly, it was a much better album than his original album, in my opinion, and I'm a Trippy fan, so I kind of like this new direction that he's going in, and, uh, yep. So, Kodak Black and Will Yachty, they released a single and a video for their new song. Uh, Hit Bout It. Kodak obviously out of jail and he's trying to get back on the scene. So it's cool to see Kodak collabing with Yachty and they seem like they have a good friendship. So hopefully uh, Kodak will get back to his winning ways. And he just apparently proposed to his girlfriend. So he seems like he's in a good space and uh, hopefully he's happy and he's able to make an album pretty soon. Your new Kodak album. It's been a while. So, speaking of hip-hop news, Bobby is apparently getting out of jail in, like, four days or something like that. And it's really gonna be something to see, especially because Rowdy Rebel just got out and, like, they're uh, some of the more prolific brooklyn artists of the last like decade obviously he was in jail as well and they were in there for so long because of each other and that they stayed loyal to each other so i can only imagine that they're going to be dropping music together once bobby gets out very much looking forward to seeing bobby schmurda out and hopefully can see him perform soon i've never seen him perform and uh Seems like he's been gone for a long time. So that's one person that I'm really looking forward to hearing some new music from pretty soon, I hope. So today is one year since we lost Pop Smoke in the untimely murder of one of the more influential artists that was gone way before his time. Obviously, we lost him at 21 years old, and he was becoming one of the faces of New York hip-hop, especially being so young. Him and Fabio Forn coming out of Brooklyn. They were really starting to uh, gain traction together at that time, and uh, I'm still listening to a lot of Pop Smoke to this day, and I feel like he'll go down in history as being one of the more respected artists just because he had so much potential, and he created great music, and he was taken from us before... His time. Way before his time. So rest in peace to Pop Smoke. You'll be missed. And, yeah. So, a little NFL news. Sorry, I kind of mixed it up today. But, uh, just a bunch of stuff going on, you know. So, a little NFL news. Carson Wentz is officially heading to the Indianapolis Colts. Shalen Hurts is now the QB1 for the Eagles. And apparently the quarterback coach that they hired has known him for a very long time. So I guess we'll see how he develops as a starting quarterback for the Eagles next year. Obviously, it's going to be a problem for the Giants. He's a talented quarterback and... He could do a lot. And um, J.J. Watt, obviously, now he's a free agent. And there was a video that popped up of his brother, T.J., (laughs) his younger brother. And he was basically, like, insinuating that he was trying to get J.J. to go to Pittsburgh. (laughs) And he was shoveling his driveway, basically, as, like... A bribe, it seemed like, and that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I guess we'll have to see where JJ Watt ends up because, like, wherever he ends up is going to be, like, one of the more powerful defensive lines if he goes to the Rams. And I'm just putting hypotheticals out there. Like, if he goes to the Rams and then he has Aaron Donald on the other side, like, that could be one of the craziest pass rushes in all of the NFL. And then there's like the Bucks. Like if he goes to the Buccaneers and he joins JPP, Devin White, and uh in Kong suit, like okay, that just sounds crazy on paper. So like I don't even know if that would work. And uh but I'm just saying There's going to be a lot of offseason moves. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, like the Houston Texans have been saying that they're not getting rid of him, apparently. And obviously, the Jets are kind of in the market for a quarterback. And there's been a lot of speculation that they wanted to get Deshaun Watson among other potential quarterbacks on the move or even drafting a quarterback. And apparently... The Jets are in the conversations to be drafting a quarterback, maybe, depending on how things go and obviously Zach Wilson from b y u is on their short list. he's supposed to have a lot of potential, and I don't know I don't know what the jets' future is with Sam darnold if they're gonna try to trade him or not, and yeah. I'm obviously very interested in who the Giants are going to be drafting, though. It looks like that they're going to be going after a wide receiver. And I'm interested in seeing how they act in the offseason, if they try to sign any free agents, who they're going to go for in the draft. If they get rid of Evan Ingram, that would definitely create a lot more positive vibes for the Giants because, like, if he doesn't drop the ball, we can't lose. (laughs) If he caught, like, a lot of passes last year that he bobbled off of his hands, the Giants could have been in a much better position to have won games. And I'm not saying it's just his fault, but I'm saying that it doesn't help. (laughs) So... Yeah, the Giants seem to make some moves. Obviously, Saquon is going to be recovering still, so I guess we'll have to see if he starts the season on time. So, we got some UFC this weekend. The main event, Derek Lewis. He's been one of the top heavyweights. He's taken on Curtis Blades. This was supposed to happen, I believe, like two months ago, maybe, or like a month ago. But it was rescheduled for this fight night on Saturday, and this should be a crazy fight. But the fight that we're really looking forward to is Israel Adesanya against Jan Blachowicz, which is only a little while away now. And Stylebender, obviously, he's one of the more prolific fighters that exist, really. And that's on March 6th. So... Israel Adesanya is trying to become a two-division weight champion and do it simultaneously and have the middleweight championship and the light heavyweight championship at the same time. So that's going to be a fight that don't want to miss the last Stylebender versus Jan Blahovic. And that's going to be crazy. So Dana White came out the other day and basically said John Jones will fight the winner of Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou, and this will be John Jones's debut at heavyweight. And John Jones is obviously one of the goats of MMA, and I'm very interested to see how he fares at heavyweight. Obviously, he was the light heavyweight goat for as long as he pleased. Had the crazy fights with DC, Daniel Cormier, and really cemented his legacy in those fights. So he obviously hasn't fought in a little while because of the pandemic and his transition to the heavyweight division. So looking forward to Seeing John Jones back in 2021. Looking forward to seeing Sean O'Malley fight on the UFC 260 card against Almeida. And yeah, that's going to be a really good fight card. Stipe against Francis Ngannou, the headliner of that, obviously, for the heavyweight championship of the world. And I'm pulling for Francis Ngannou after hearing his story on Joe Rogan last week. I honestly have so much respect for a guy like that. He literally had nothing to his name and left his country in the Congo. And he was able to make a better life for himself and had to defect to France. And he had to go all over Sorry, he's from Cameroon. Sorry. And he's 34 years old. He's in the prime of his career. And he's an absolute monster. His last fights speak for himself. He beat and strike, Knocked him the hell out in 20 seconds on May 9th. Before that, he beat Junior Dos Santos. Kane Velasquez, he knocked out in 26 seconds. And he beat Curtis Blades, who is fighting this weekend also. So he's beat the who's who of the heavyweight division. I would love to see Francis against Jon Jones, two of the most dangerous guys in all of mixed martial arts, especially in the UFC. So looking forward to that. And... um, Before I end this episode, I just want to send all my thoughts and prayers to anybody in Texas right now that's going through it, and it just seems like it's a devastating time. It seems like people are in a big state of danger because Texas is not connected to the national power supply, and they're on their own, essentially, and, like, people are being forced to burn their art that they have in their house to keep their kids warm, it really made me upset. And I don't know. Maybe I'll start, like, a a fundraiser for people in Texas because, like, it seems like that they need the help right now. So I'll keep you guys updated if I'm able to set something up like that. But in the meantime, guys... It's Friday. Stay positive and I'll tap in with you guys early on next week. Peace the fuck out.